Morning Liberty. Well, what's up, everybody? This is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate, and frickin' Charlie Thompson is with me this time. That's Thank right. You. That is right. How was I'm, Vegas? You know, it was a good time. Yeah. It was a great time. Most people uh, don't go to Las Vegas for Thanksgiving, but you you really just went for it. Well, we did two things. Uh, yeah. It was my girlfriend's uh, baby. She has a, a baby sister. Okay. And a, a baby as in <laughs> she just turned 21. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, so she's not she like just, an actual baby. No, okay, she's not an actual baby. Which, by the way, so many people bring their kids to Vegas. And I don't get it. I would not want to do that. I don't quite understand. Leave, no. If you're going to Vegas, leave your kids. Yeah, in the homestead. Yeah, don't leave them in Vegas. Don't do that. Which you know, when I when we went there, uh, I took down notes of all the funny things that people were saying to me on the street because it's so ridiculous the things yeah. that you hear and the solicitation that goes on on the streets in Vegas. It's just ridiculous. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we went there for her twenty uh, first birthday celebration, and also we uh, happened to be Thanksgiving, so that was a good time. Um, we had some good food. We didn't really have the traditional Thanksgiving dinner, I would say. Um, but something I forgot to tell you is, uh, sorry, I can't pay you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can't pay me this week. No, this month. No. Yeah. This month is going to be out. That's too bad on your paycheck. Yeah. So it didn't go well. It didn't go real well. No, it went well. We didn't, we didn't win, but you know, I didn't. I didn't spend more money than I than I couldn't have. That's so good. That's good. That's okay. what you got to do in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Try but, not to spend more money than you have. But you know that Christmas bonus you were getting—it's not there anymore. I put it on black for you, and it just didn't hit. Someone at the <laughs> poker table received my Christmas. No, bonus. no, it was, it was yeah. on. It was on black and roulette. Okay, and I should have. I should have went red. Yeah. Well, well, lesson learned, I guess. Yeah. If they, <laughs> no, if they would have had a yellow, we probably would have won. If this is your first day listening to the Good Morning Liberty podcast, subscribe. Subscribe to the show. You might be listening on our website right now. Maybe you found one of our articles that we post every single day from BernieLies.com or GoodMorningLiberty.us, and now you're on our page. You're listening to this podcast, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> well, all you need to do is subscribe to the podcast, and we release a new episode every single day of the week, rain or shine, just like the post office, we will be here. Yeah, you know, we don't ask much. Yeah. From anyone. Yeah. Ever. All you have to do is subscribe to a free show. It's a free show. Yeah. And if you want to know like what we're all about, then take the episode challenge. Go back for us and listen to the past 150 episodes and then and then come back and listen to the rest of this episode. That's right. That, that's all you got to do. So take the 150 episode challenge. Go back and listen to the previous 150 episodes. It'll take you roughly... 150 hours 155 <laughs> hours to do so it's not that bad so just go do that you can do that inside of a week you know and you'll yeah. just you'll know everything there is to know about us at yeah. that time yeah listen while you're at work it doesn't matter <laughs> do we do any podcast notes for today i know what i wanted to talk about for sure which is the electoral college eventually is ah. what we're going to get to because of course there's a presidential election coming up. I don't know if you heard anything about that, but the, there's a presidential election coming oh. up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be happening sometime. In um, 2020. In 2020. Right. And of course... Now, are you on the Trump train? Or? No. <laughs> I'm not currently on a train. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, That's right. You're just... It looks like you're sitting in a, in a desk chair. I'm, I'm, on, a, I'm on a desk right now. Yeah. I'm riding a desk. 
Um, you know, all I can say as far as the Trump train is I really hope that none of the Democratic candidates become the president. That's all I can say. Yeah, it's it's getting uh oh it's yeah, terrible. It's not good. But not the election good. is actually in twenty twenty. Yeah. So it's not now. It's, yeah. you know, we still have like another year of what we're hearing right now. That's right. Yeah, so I got a few a few little news items today if you want to run through some news well, before how was, we get to the Electoral College. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Um, I had I told everyone yesterday, if, if you uh, listened to the episode yesterday, it's just I'm very, very uncomfortably full right now still. Um, I officially had to move up a shirt size. I've been teetering back and forth. And um, I officially went for the larger size now, and I decided that was a better option than trying to lose any weight. I'm just going to go ahead and I gave that up in the first, like in the first 20 minutes or so. I gave that up. Yeah. So it is winter after all. Yeah. You do, so you, it's not, um, you know, as far as safety is concerned for your species, you don't need to be trying to lose weight before winter. So uh, I'm going to wait and I'm going to hold this weight throughout the winter and then we'll see what I can do the next year. So, yeah, I had a lot of Thanksgiving Day dinners, several days worth of them. So much food. I ate so much pumpkin pie and coconut mm. cream pie and and all kinds of all kinds of different desserts and just a real gross amount of food. But it was all wonderful. It sounds delicious. Yeah. Good yeah. family time. It was good. Good. You know, just your typical everyone gets together. It was really funny. Someone was asking about what I did for a living. And I was like, uh... I don't know. First off, I <laughs> I do a website and a podcast, and they're like, "Oh, what kind of politics?" And um, my dad goes, "He runs a website called BernieLies.com." There we go. <laughs> That's right. And one of my family members was a um, very liberal uh, Bernie supporter, so it was. Um, <laughs> I made sure they all got some of our business cards before I left. A very interesting conversation, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They didn't really want to talk about it that much, so. I went ahead and held off on that, but uh, do you want to do you want to do the news? Let's do some news. We're going to run through news real quick, and then we've got a nice discussion about the electoral college because, as I was saying, it's under attack again because there's an election coming up, and so now we have to talk about how it's ridiculous that we don't have a popular vote. So this first article, it's called "The FDA Knew the Bottled Water Was Contaminated, the Public Didn't." This is from ConsumerReports.org, so pretty pretty non-biased information here. It says, The government's May 2018 report on Sweet Springs Valley Water Company, a bottled water manufacturer in West Virginia, was alarming. An inspector from the Food and Drug Administration, during a review of Sweet Springs test records, found that several months earlier, the company had bottled and distributed water from a source contaminated with E. coli which is a potentially deadly bacteria, if you guys didn't know that. When E. coli is detected in the water, companies must cease bottling until they produce five E. coli-free samples over a 24-hour period, according to the FDA, which regulates bottled water in the U.S. But according to the 47-page report, which details numerous other issues and was obtained by Consumer Reports through the Freedom of Information Act, the company had not stopped production nor had it conducted any follow-up tests of the source water. The inspector asked Sweet Springs manager, Mabel Cox, whether she had considered recalling the bottled water, the report says. Cox had not. She also stated the water had probably been consumed by this point, but she would conduct a recall to alert people if the FDA wanted her to. Hmm. That, that didn't happen either. 
says uh, the FDA did not request a recall. Uh, Amanda Turney, an agency spokesperson, said in an email without explaining why. Asked about the incident, Cox told CR, that's Consumer Reports, after the inspection, she sent a diver, a driver to check stores, but there wasn't any product left on the shelves, and she never notified consumers about the problem. So it says, over the past decade, the FDA has cited companies at least 14 times for failing to meet federal quality standards for bottled water. But in most of those cases, the agency didn't force a recall uh, of products that might not have been consumed. For those products that weren't recalled, bottlers also don't appear to have informed consumers about test results showing excessive contamination, something that public water supplies have to do for the same sort of violations. In other words, contaminated bottled water can still reach unwitting consumers even if the FDA knows about the problem. The bottled water industry is by is by and large self-policing. While the FDA requires bottled water to be free of E. coli and sets limits for numerous other contaminants, the agency generally doesn't test the water itself. Instead, it relies on bottlers to periodically conduct their own tests and to keep those records on hand for FDA inspectors. Okay. So perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you know, we had this contaminated water. Now we spend a lot of time talking about how great capitalism is and tend to favor uh, private corporations over government all the time. And then you have another side and you have a, another side of people who typically will push for the government to control everything all the time. A lot of people that will be in favor of the FDA um, really having a lot of say over what all these private companies do. So what's interesting here, I see that note there, Charlie. Okay. I don't know what we're going to do about that. All right. So what's interesting here is that the FDA found out about this problem. They found out that it was contaminated with E. coli and still didn't do anything, actually. They still just left it up to the company to do something if they wanted to. But and, they weren't going to inform the public or Yeah, they didn't, inform, they didn't inform the public. They didn't make the company recall the water. Uh, they found out that it was potentially contaminated with E. coli, and then they did nothing after that. So and, basically what they're saying is there's no reason for our existence. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. It's exactly it. Now, has there been an E. coli breakout? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. Now that you see some, a few cases every now and then, but it's, ha, has not like destroyed the country or anything like right. that. So, you know, maybe the company was right and not recalling the water. I don't know. The uh, really, the only reason I thought this was interesting was because, um, there really is no perfect fix all system that's going to take care of everyone and make sure that everyone's safe. We've already had the FDA for like a hundred years. They have the power to force them to recall the water. They found out that it was potentially contaminated. They did nothing. And and yet we're still left to, to think that we can just depend on the government to fix all of these things. When really, um, you just have to proceed with your own caution when it comes to a lot of these things. Uh, people who run companies are human beings, and so are people who work in the FDA. Yes. They're both the same kind of species. They're, they're all human beings. And so they can all lie, they can all be deceptive, they can all be greedy, they can all be lazy, all of them. So it's not any one person that you can re rely on to fix this problem. So And, and uh, even if they know about it, they're they're like, "Yeah, we don't even have to tell anybody." Yeah, cool. We we'll won't. just we'll just not do what specifically is our job and our purpose. The whole reason that we exist. 
which and, is to find out that something is unsafe for the public and stop the public from consuming it. And one of the things that we get asked all the time when talking about being a libertarian or libertarian principles or anything like that is like, oh, well, we need the FDA. Yeah. And you read things like this and it's like, do we? Do we? Does <laughs> do, that... Are they actually a necessity? Because it looks like we're paying them yeah. to do nothing. Yeah. And there's other stories where, you know, they approve of drugs that still kill people and things like that. Look, these bottled water companies do not want E. coli in their water. I can promise you that. They don't want their consumers to die from their water. Right. So yeah. if if a bunch of people get sick from drinking Nestle, you know, Pure Life, bottled water, if a lot of people get sick from that, then they're going to stop buying bottled water from Nestle. Yeah. And that's going to really hurt Nestle. And there will be a massive class action lawsuit for yes. for millions to billions of dollars, depending on the amount of people that were sick from it. Right. Yeah. That's why they run their own water tests and stuff. You know, the FDA doesn't even test their water. Yeah. It's, it's tested by the company. Yeah. And the reason why they, they test it, just like when you're in the food service industry, it's the same thing. You test your own things and make sure everything that you're doing is safe for the public, because if it's not, then the public will stop showing up. And then you don't make any money. And that's not good. That's not good for a business. I don't no. know if you guys have ever ran a business, but you typically don't want to kill your consumers and then not make any money right. whatsoever. That's not part of the business plans I've seen laid out. Uh, so my free market solution to this, I still stand by it, is um, we need a private label uh, FDA, if you will. Yes. Maybe they don't have um, a complete enforcement over the companies. They wouldn't. But they do get to endorse or just say condemn or or not endorse certain products. Where if the Good Morning Liberty seal of approval was a trusted brand throughout throughout the country, and anything that we put our seal of approval on, they knew that we were making sure that that was a clean and safe and high-quality product. Then if this water did not have that seal of approval, well, then they've got that information. If we, if you're paying Good Morning Liberty to potentially get an endorsement from them, and we say uh, we can't give you an endorsement, actually we just tested your water and we see that you guys have E. coli, uh, we're going to go ahead and let all the consumers know that we're not going to endorse your water and actually it might be dangerous for people to consume then you're fixing the problem right there by letting everyone know that it's not worth our endorsement. And also you're letting them know that it could be potentially dangerous, or you could just rely on the FDA to be a big bunch of virtuous individuals who get to operate off of money that is taken forcefully from people and just hope that they're going to do a good job. I don't know which one you think is better. Yeah. So I would go with the, get to make sure that GML stamp of approval couldn't be bought too, though. Well, the, the point and the way that it would end up not being bought is if they bought off our endorsement and then people died from a bunch of E. coli outbreaks, then our brand would no longer be worth anything. Yeah, the endorsement at that point matter. in time. So we're not susceptible to being bought off to give people our endorsements because if one bad thing goes wrong and our endorsement fails, then the entire brand of the company fails yeah. at that point in time. So I, I would rather have that where you're incentivized to do a good job rather than incentivized to keep operating off of stolen money from people's bank accounts. Right. I, I just feel like that would be better. What we'll do when you have to get on this call, we're going to, we'll go to a commercial break and then we will, we'll come back whenever, whenever you're done with it. So that if, might, if that's cool with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, this might not actually be possible though. Oh, okay. This calls long. Yes. Okay. Well, so, I mean, we'll, we'll break and like right. we'll cut. What I was thinking I mean, is we'll do one more news story. Yeah. 
And then for the first time ever, we're going to have to cut the live feed and then the rest of the show. Yeah. Go go listen to our podcast. Yeah, go listen to the podcast. That's right. Become a subscriber to our podcast. Exactly, and that's <laughs> you how you get the bonus it. content. Yeah, the, <laughs> the bonus free content. You should cut it off right in the middle when I'm reading <laughs> yeah. a story. Just yep. <laughs> All right, this story this story is fun right here. This is one of my favorites that that Paul does every year. All right, so here are the most wasteful government projects in 2019. This is coming from the Daily Wire. Thanks, Ben. Each year, a Senate Republican releases the Waste Book, detailing wasteful government spending. For years, the project was compiled by Senator Tom Corbin, Republican from Oklahoma. But Senator John McCain took up the cause after Cor uh, Coburn died. Sorry, he did not die. Retired. He retired. <laughs> he might be dead. John I McCain died. Yeah. <laughs> now, Senator Rand Paul releases the annual Waste Book, and this year contains some real doozies. Once again, the Waste Report takes a closer look at just some of some of what the federal government is doing with the American people's hard-earned money, Paul tweeted when releasing the report on Monday. So let's take a look at some of the government spending here. We have $708,466 to get zebrafish addicted to nicotine in the UK. In the UK. Not even in the not, US. Not even. The, no. We're not even supporting the United States, States zebrafish. No. United States <laughs> researchers even. This yeah. is, uh, you know, United Kingdom researchers, which is, they're fine and dandy people, I'm sure. Yeah. But they're getting $708,466 of your money to test whether or not, uh, or actually to get zebrafish addicted to nicotine. All right, so we spent $84,375 on a statue purchased from Bob Dylan for the embassy in Mozambique. 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 <laughs> so, uh, huh, okay. Well, we needed a statue I, from I really, Bob Dylan. I really hope we needed that statue. Yeah. Next up, $22 million. I want to say that like Dr. Evil. $22 million to bring Serbian cheese up to international standards <laughs> finally where was it <laughs> finally it must have been just at serbian standards yeah. not international standards but good thing that cheese is coming up uh do we have any indication of whether or not it was actually brought up to international standards oh, after that 22 not, million I, didn't, I did not look at the results no okay all right the next one is four million six hundred and fifty eight thousand eight hundred and sixty five dollars to study the connection between drinking alcohol and winding up in the ER. <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, more often than not, is couldn't what I would just, say. Like on the medical records, as far as that goes, couldn't you just um, create a, uh, what would you say, like a query that says how many people are in the ER and how many of them have a blood alcohol content of more than 0.05? It's probably what they like did, that. but they just paid somebody $4.6 million to do yeah. that. Yeah. Like I could write that query right yeah. now, I feel like, and we I'm not even good. bid for that contract. We should have. Yes. For sure. All right. <laughs> I'd have done it for four. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Next up, $300,000 to fund debates and model UN competitions in Afghanistan. Good. I hope those uh, competitions went well in the <laughs> debates. Next up, $153 million spent on the failing Washington Metro. Yeah. We're uh, on public transportation in Washington, D.C. That's failing. It's failing still. And uh, $153 <laughs> million spent. Nice. That's a good, yeah. good use just of tax guys, dollars. Uh, just for you guys in Illinois, that's $153,000 million. Right. No, $1,000. $153,000. Exactly. <laughs> 
Next up, $33,921,175 spent on textbooks for Afghan students. Those, can we get the ratio of students to textbook textbook cost? I mean, are there even 33 million students yeah, in Afghanistan? $33 million on textbooks for Afghan students. There cannot be that many students that's i bet you that ended up coming out to like 500 to a thousand dollars per textbook i or guarantee more. you I, i'm gonna have to look that up the next 22 million dollars spent on improving the quality of egyptian schooling yeah. so now is that that school district that was close to us up in illinois yeah yeah <laughs> egyptian of course <laughs> uh you know I don't even know what to say about this stuff anymore. We just keep voting the same people in anyway. Yeah. So it's just, it's, 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 it's waste. And this matters because you have to realize that the amount of money that we just spent to improve the quality of schooling in Egypt is, is all of the tax money you're going to pay for the rest of your life is not even going to pay for like a portion of that for most people. Now I'm not saying us, obviously yeah. we're going to be the first trillionaire. So we'll pay more <laughs> taxes than that. But for most people, all of the taxes that come out of your income for the rest of your life will not pay for one of these things. And this, this is just routine waste all the time. And this is what happens when you're spending other people's money all the time. You're not going to worry about the value and you're not going to worry about being cost sensitive whatsoever nope because you don't care you get to take the money and you can waste it and that's the problem like private people care about where their money gets spent because it's their money so they make sure that they get a higher value at for a better cost but when and you what they do is they pay their buddies so this 33 million 33 almost 34 million dollars spent on textbooks yeah it's somebody's buddy that owns oh, yeah. that textbook company that's I bet, getting that contract. I bet you uh, the actual cost in that, that $33 million for textbooks, I mean, let's be realistic here. It was like 500000 for the textbooks or less. Guarantee you. Mm -hmm. For the actual textbooks themselves. I guarantee you. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to see how many students there are in Afghanistan, and we're going to try to get some information on this during the break. So must, uh, it come must back have been a thirty-three million dollar flight. That's the high shipping costs. Yeah, that's what it to was. To get those textbooks <laughs> over there. Maybe they. Um, now look, I'm not saying that Afghan kids shouldn't be able to learn. Yeah, they should. You know, education I think is important. Uh, depends on what kind of textbooks we're sending over there, though. Maybe they shipped them over on little catamarans individually, so they wouldn't hurt the environment right. on the way there. Now. Can they read these textbooks? I don't know. That's what Are they it was. in Arabic? It was translator cost. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, we don't know the, the cost that's associated with printing a textbook from right to left. Instead, exactly. That's what it is. It's got to be at least Somebody a Somebody had to reprogram the printers yeah. to go backwards. Exactly. And all of that. So, okay, guys, we're going to take now a it quick, makes more sense. We're going to take a quick break. If you guys are watching live on Facebook or YouTube, then come on over and listen to the rest of the episode on the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening live. We're going to finish this recording as soon as Charlie gets off of this conference call. So we will be seeing you guys very shortly. All right, guys, so I know that I said we'd be coming back and talking about the Electoral College, which we really want to do, but like we said, Charlie had this surprise conference call come on, and he's still on this freaking thing. Charlie and I do this 
this healthcare software development business where we help healthcare companies be more efficient in their billing processes. And Charlie is the one that gets to talk to everyone on the phone all day. We talk about it all the time. He's on the phone for like seven hours a day. And we had a call pop up while we were doing this episode. So while I would like to continue talking and go on to the Electoral College, we're going to have to push that off until tomorrow. If you guys want to follow us, go to all of our social media pages. You can go to Instagram at Good Morning Liberty, Twitter at Good AM Liberty. Look us up on Facebook, Good Morning Liberty. And you can go to GoodMorningLiberty.us if you want to read some great articles on politics and economics, including one that just came out today on the Electoral College. So I will link to that article in the podcast notes. And if you guys have time to go read that, hey, we'd appreciate it. If not, come back over here tomorrow. Sorry for the abrupt ending today, but you know what? Sometimes that's the perils of owning your own business, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. This is really just a bunch of phone calls. It sucks. So, (laughs) all right, guys, you do all of those things, and we will be right back here again tomorrow. Until then, have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.